1: Sports powered as always by the Ben MGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan, our Titans reporter for A to Z Sports.com. And we are Nashville's on demand sports talk Network, And we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Also, hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and threads for more great Titans content. Gotta thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us. And they help out all of you, like Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or online at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Health Plans, get better with Farm Health Plans at FBHP.com/atoz. And Krebs Kubota, an, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across the midstate in Columbia, Murfreesboro, and uh, Franklin, also online at com. So Sam, we're probably going to play it several times throughout the morning, but we will go ahead and get the first one out of the way with Mike Rabel losing it for a short moment about losing. Because
0: it sucks to lose, Gentry. Ivery need to show you anything? Uh, Did so you have anyway? another
1: thought or no? I'm just curious.
0: Why well, it, yeah. it, it sucks. It not- Losing. Mm-hmm. Awful. That's why I want to win. Because you don't sleep. You want to win for the players that bust their tail. That's it. Passionate. <laughs> uh, that's about as... Uh, animated as i've ever seen Mike Vrabel in a press conference Austin he you know ha- has this a personality that shines through sometimes in a more positive light sometimes he's up there having fun and you know he's having fun sometimes he's messing with people and you know he's messing with people he's not the guy that w- would choose to uh to swear on the press conference if it I think i think he wishes he probably chose his words a little bit differently, uh, but that's just how it came. apologized
1: shortly after for his language.
0: Yeah, right after he, well, I, I mean, after the press conference too, he was like, hey, I wasn't swearing at you. I was just swearing at the idea. And was, uh, he was very clearly frustrated in that moment and probably wishes he chose his words a little differently. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. I, I will say this, and I, I like... I've seen this on Twitter. I've seen this. It's a small contingent of people. But any idea that this is like planned or like fraudulent or set up by Mike Vrabel or performative by Mike Vrabel is just complete garbage. I mean, this is not a pre-planned response to be like, oh, look at me. Look how much I care. Uh, This is his natural reaction to it. if, If Mike Vrabel is anything, it is authentic. Uh, and honest about who he is as a, just a personality and this is an example of that so I do want to get that out of the way because I think it's kind of a ridiculous notion to suggest this is a calculated response by Mike yeah. Vrabel to uh, win over some good favor with the well I, I don't know it that's just not true
1: yeah, and so uh Curtis C on YouTube says it was performative, but nothing wrong with that. Andre says, and there here Sam goes dropping it in front of a train from Vrabel. No, like I, I, don't,
0: I don't I don't understand think that. that I, no, how is that dropping in front of a train for Vrabel? They,
1: they they think that you're standing up for Vrabel and because you cover the team and you want to be in good graces because you go to the press conferences and all that stuff, which I think is ridiculous. Because if you've been within earshot of a Tennessee Titans practice field. You have heard Mike Vrabel say the F word probably a hundred times, and I am somebody who, if he after the press conference, if he told Gentry Estes that, "Hey, I'm sorry, I was not cussing at you. I was just cussing at the situation." I have been somebody that Mike Vrabel has cussed at, <laughs> and I also got an apology on the practice field uh, for that uh, when that happened back in the training camp of 2019 uh, when I was filming. A.J. Brown and Corey Davis, who were dressed out in uniform and helmet on the third field going through routes uh, when they were technically injured, but dressed out. And Mike Vrabel gave me about five F-bombs from about 50 yards away that felt like they were in my face. Uh, But again, that's a different story. Mike Vrabel apologized to me personally multiple times in a press conference and just one-on-one anyway, too. So regardless, uh, no, Mike Vrabel is not performing that, that is Mike Vrabel real. The other times is when Mike Vrabel is uh, holding his tongue. So uh, I feel like um, and the, another thing too, of the people that surprised me are the people that thought that was Jack Gentry, <laughs> not Gentry Estes of the Tennessean, uh, because I did see somebody um, comment earlier and said, say, Oh, Demetrius on Facebook says, I thought that was a disease Jack Gentry instead of Gentry Estes. So, Gentry Estes works for the Tennessean. Jack Gentry does a Titan Up podcast. New episode out now. Jack does not go to practices. Gentry does as a columnist for the Tennessean. So, there was, there yeah, was some funny
0: confusion. Mike Vrabel, not exactly a last name guy, not exactly no. going to start dropping last names on reporters. Uh, yeah, no. You know, hell will have to. Have, uh, What is he saying? Hell will have frozen over, something like that. Mm -hmm. When uh, the the day Mike Vrabel is referring to reporters by their last name, that's just not gonna happen. So yes, not Uh, Jackie.
1: Yeah. All right. So Paul, with a weird comment, I'm going to go ahead and delete that. That's uh, very strange, Paul Peters. Uh, So anyway, so um, with this conversation though, because I did see this from Matthew saying, well, it was a stupid question. And I think this is the first level to have this conversation of, is that a fair or a foul question from Gentry Estes of the Tennessean to ask Mike Vrabel? Let's play it one more time, and then we'll get your guys' thoughts on this fair or foul uh, for that question to be asked. Here's Mike Vrabel from Tuesday's Presser. Because
0: it sucks to lose, Gentry. Need to show you anything, uh, Did you sure? have another thought or no? I'm just curious. Why
1: well, It, yeah. it well, sucks. Can... It not... Losing. Awful. That's why I want to win.
0: Because you don't sleep. You want to win for the players that bust their tail. That's it. So I guess to clarify, Danny says he still can't hear the question. Steven says the same thing. The the question is basically, why is winning in week 18 important? Why why is winning this last game of the season important? Um, Mike Vrabel's answer, because it sucks to lose. Uh, And so that, I guess, is the question. I'm trying to remember exactly how Gentry worded it, but that was the overall uh, premise that he gave the Titans head coach that sparked that reaction. So I guess, uh, I mean, also, what are your thoughts on the question in general?
1: Well, I think it's important to understand, and it's okay if people didn't watch the press conference. As Titans fans, it's not your job to watch press conferences for Mike Vrabel. Uh, it is a part of my job, and Sam, you're at the press conference. And so earlier in the show, um, or early in the press conference, Mike Rabel brought up on his own and said, you know, I, it's important to win this game on Sunday. And so Gentry Estes followed up by asking, you know, why is it important to win on Sunday against the Jags? Because it's a completely fair question, not to spoil my answer and, and everybody, but we'll go through why you guys think it's foul. Cause I did see some people that think that it, think it's foul, but, Press conferences are not for reporters to show off how smart they are. Press conferences are for people of interest, coaches and players, in our situations, and GMs and everybody else, to share their thoughts, their opinions about things that we discuss. And we can't just talk about things uh, and and say things unintelligently or without fact. And when so, when you ask somebody a question, you get their response. On the record, therefore, you can have what their opinion is about it. So it's important to win the game. Okay, why? And so that's a a follow-up to that. It might sound like an obvious why, but I don't think it is an obvious why because the Titans are sitting here with losing helps them in the draft. Winning does them nothing but moves them back in the draft. Mike Vrabel even said earlier um, in the press conference that you know, it doesn't do anything. Oh, like, oh, we won our game on January 7th. That's going to be so great when we get back in the building in April. It's irrelevant. So why is it important to win? And I think that's why it was an ultimately fair question.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, what you said is very important, right? There's there's a couple of reasons to ask questions in a press conference, in the locker room, or Uh, just questions on the record. Number one is obviously the obvious, which is a question that you're curious about, a question that you want some information or insight about. Um, And then number two is sometimes things that seem obvious, sometimes things that you generally know how they're going to go, but you need a statement on it. You need a quote on it for a story you're writing or for uh, just to have it on the record as you discuss certain topics and ideas. And this can be, you know, big picture things like why is it important to win next week? This can be very small details of things like, you know, the difference between two running backs or the difference between two wide receivers, right? And you can know it in your head sometimes you still have to ask it. Uh, And so I think that like on the surface, it sounds like a dumb question. It it sounds like, well, because obviously the head coach doesn't want to lose the football game. Duh. Uh, But sometimes yeah, you do ask a question for the sake of just having it be answered on record. And I think that is exactly where, uh, Gentry was going with this. Uh, and I think there's good reason for that. And so uh, yeah, I, that is ultimately how I feel about it. Um, and I think productive, right? I mean, you do get a great quote from Mike Vrabel here. You do get a great reaction from Mike Vrabel here. You do get to see how much winning means to Mike Vrabel. Not that that was ever necessarily in question, uh, but it does provide some content for Titans fans and for Titans media and for people to ask the questions that sometimes feel obvious, but you have to ask anyway.
1: Absolutely. So I want to get to some comments here uh, about this, uh, you know, fair or foul uh, for this question to be asked uh, to Mike Vrabel. We'll play it again, just cause it's entertaining. Uh, but first Funder health plans is where you should turn for all of your health coverage needs in 2024. Point on Farm Bureau Health Plans, health, dental, and vision. They've been serving Tennesseans for over 75 years and can help you get in a better situation uh, with your health coverage, with with yourself, uh, with your family, whatever your situation may be. Save money on your health coverage and uh, get better coverage with it. Zach Bingham's been doing it for now three years with Farm Bureau Health Plans. It is that big of a deal. Saving 20% on your health coverage and then being able to not have to pay out of pocket for dental visits or vision contacts, whatever it might be for you and your situation with your health plan. Go to Farm Bureau Health Plans and make it better. They care about the community. The community They support the Titans, the Tennessee Vols, other colleges, high schools, local sports across the entire state and get started at fbhp.com A-T-O-Z.
0: Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Use the bonus code ATOZsports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. When you use that bonus code, whatever your first wager amount is on BetMGM goes back into your account if you lose for a second chance to win big. That's the best way to do sports betting. So when you sign up with BetMGM, use that bonus code ATOZsports. Austin, uh, I want to get to a comment here. Uh, Somebody said, "Chill mode." said, so Sam, are you saying Gentry was baiting? That's not at all what uh, I'm saying, and I want to clarify that. Uh, Let me give a couple examples, right? Friday, Will Levis has kind of had a minor injury. Uh, Every Titans media person that's been out there for practice knows that Will Levis is looking good and usually knows Will Levis is going to play. This is the case last week, right? We knew going into Friday, before Friday even came around, Will Levis was likely on track to start on Sunday. But when we meet with Mike Vrabel Friday, the first question asked, how did Will progress throughout the week and how's he looking? right? Because we need the head coach's comment on it so that we don't just say like, it's looking like Will Levis is going to play without actually having a quote from Mike Vrabel. And when you ask the question, he usually gives you a, a predictable response, but you have a response to write about. Sometimes you also ask a question that is a topic the fans want to hear about, or you think the fans want to hear about that you necessarily know the answer to yourself or you have an opinion about yourself. An example of this I asked a somewhat similar question and and granted it was it was phrased a little bit differently but I asked Will Levis just a few weeks ago why it was important for him to play so that he could grow as a quarterback because I had a an opinion about the growth of will levis and why i felt like he should play in the football game and i knew will wanted to play in the football game and so you ask a question to the player to get quotes from the player to then use in your story about here's why will levis says it's important for him to play or here's a question about why certain titans players are still motivated to win games even though they're eliminated Mm -hmm. from playoff contention right but you have to ask the question so it's not baiting it's asking a question for a story that you're working on and even if you feel like you know the answer that you cannot just assume that the answer is going to be what you think it's going to be you still have to ask it so it's it is fair regardless of if you think it's like necessarily the best question it is still a fair question to be asked because it needed to be asked in order to be written about
1: Yes, uh, because, you know, there's a situation going on in Philadelphia with our old friend, A.J. Brown, where a reporter got anonymous quotes from an Eagles player talking about how this feud between A.J. and the coaches is tearing the Eagles apart and all this stuff, and A.J. didn't talk. And so now A.J. tweets last night, I'm going to talk today. All of this nonsense, right? It's easier to be able to work through the nonsense and not have everybody assume when questions are asked and people answer said questions. I, I, I think there are situations, unfortunately, of when players or coaches are baited into an answer. One of them, and I'm going to name names, former Tennessean writer Jason Wolf, who was not good at his job and did not last long ver- here very long, asked Jarrell Casey, without any context, of what does it mean to you that players don't show up for voluntary workouts? And Jarrell Casey said, oh, it says they're not all in about this team. We want guys all in about this team. When Jarrell Casey was unaware that Derrick Henry wasn't at the voluntary workouts because Derrick Henry was finishing his degree at Alabama. (laughs) And so that created a feud between Jarrell Casey and Jason Wolf that lasted until Jason Wolf was run out of town up to Buffalo. And so there are things like that, but a lot of times it's a reporter asking a player or coach a press question so that person can get their truth, their opinion on record for people to be heard instead of having everybody assume something. And I think this topic is why is it important to win? Because for weeks, all of you guys who are saying it's a foul question have been wanting the Titans to lose. It's only, you lose by winning a game, I saw in the comment well, section earlier, right?
0: It's a common, it's a common uh, believed, commonly believed thing among like sports fans in general that like tanking is a thing where you watch a game at the end of the year in week 18 and a team that's a bad team like loses a game that they probably could have won and it's like, up oh, there was the tank, there was the coach playing for the draft pick, there was the whatever. It, it's very common among sports fans. It's, it's normal for fans to feel that way. Uh, but if you're like, when you're around these guys, when you listen to them talk, when you hear how much they put into it, you know, that like players and coaches don't really care about draft position. And so a lot of people would ask like, well, why, why would you care about this insignificant game? And so I guess this is also a question of like, You know, Gentry may have known what Mike Vrabel's answer was going to be. He also probably knew that Titans fans were going to ask that very question of why does it matter if they win this game? And so he went ahead and asked it for Titans fans so that Mike Vrabel could respond to it. And sometimes that's the media's job as well, is figure out what questions the fans are asking and then be the person, be the middleman who relays that question to the players or coaches. And gets the response fans are wanting. Maybe it's not always the response they were hoping for, but uh, a response to the topic that's on everybody's mind. That is the media's job as well.
1: Yeah, and it it was the best press conference answer of the entire season.
0: Maybe. Maybe
1: one of them, it's certainly
0: one of the most interesting just with yes. the, like the emotion showed
1: because um, you, got you like can the make whole... whatever
0: you want of the emotion but it was certainly the most emotion and the most like for a guy who usually goes up there and hits you with a bunch of coach speak Mike Vrabel peeling back the curtain a little bit and just giving you a raw response where he's just fed up uh I don't know there's something about it that's a little new and a little interesting
1: yeah. And like, like the, the press conferences aren't for questions. The press conferences are for answers. And so cost says we didn't need that question asked. And then he says, okay, well, great response. Yeah. I mean, you didn't need that question. May Ryan, Ryan drops a super chat in here. I'm happy. He finally showed he cared. Vrabel looks mentally checked out, bring back malarkey. Like, so again, he, Ryan, it, maybe it mattered for Ryan. Maybe there's other people like Ryan out there that thinks Vrabel has been checked out because of all the, all this stuff right here. So, uh, you know, I think it's – I'm going to go through some more comments that I uh, favorited here. Uh, Brandon says, nah, brah, understanding who's, who he's asking and knowing the situation, it was a dumb question. It was not a dumb question. Steve says, stupid question. It's their job to try and win. Why are you and Sam still covering the Titans even though they're eliminated? It's your job, obviously, but it's our job to have a conversation Steve, with you all.
0: I, no, well, Steve, I agree with you, right? That I, This is – that's simple. Why do players care about winning football games when they're eliminated from playoff contention? It's their job and they have to show up to work. Not everybody thinks that way, Steve, not everybody understands that. Not every, but not every fan is as aware of like, well, of course they care. And so there are people that are like, well, what's the point? Well, what's the, you know, why not just tank for draft position? You shouldn't even try to win this game. That is a, a common practice. So I agree with you, but, Not everybody does. Not everybody feels that way. And so that is why you end up with certain reporters asking questions to explain that to people who don't hold the same viewpoint.
1: Yeah. Um. Let's see more. JR says uh, it took this clown a 12 and 33 record. I don't know if that's the correct math uh, and two years of losing to show emotion. Side note, it was scripted and enforced as hell. I'm so over this team. I think there's just a lot of in, inaccurate <laughs> things. 12 and
0: 23. What's he going for there? I'm trying to figure that out.
1: 32, uh, 34 is a total number you're trying to get to. Yeah. So it would be 20, uh, 12, 12 and
0: 22. And 22.
1: Yeah, yeah, live math is always tough. Uh, Matthew says, I heard someone say it was a good question because it got emotion out of him. That's ridiculous. No, it's just trying to you don't you're not trying to bait. We've been over that a little bit. Coss comes back and says, Buck said he's an idiot for asking, as in Gentry. I don't think Buck would call Gentry as an idiot because they work together, but unless it's like playful. But if Buck's if Buck has this opinion on primetime last night, and I did not watch Primetime last night, but I, I do talk to Buck later on this week. I would disagree with Buck, and it's not about, you know, Gentry trying to be the smartest guy in the room. It's about asking a follow-up question, and I think that's the most important thing to it. Mike Grable said earlier, it is important for us to win this game. Okay, why? That sounds obvious. Oh, because you play to win the game, Herm Edwards. No, but it's the draft stuff. It's Injuries, you don't have a left tackle who can block for anything. Why is it important? There could be a million different ways Mike Vrabel could have answered it. It's momentum going into the offseason. It's sending Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill out in a a fair way with some other players. Danica Autry, expiring contracts. It's trying to build momentum for other people, not named Will Levis. Just trying to get a bad taste out of your mouth or just because Mike Vrabel hasn't been able to sleep because he's been losing for two years. Isn't that what we want to know? Why Mike Vrabel looks miserable? We know losing sucks, but the fact he's talking, like, I can't sleep, can't do anything. It sucks. It's awful. And going back to 2018, when Mike Vrabel dropped the, I, you know, spending all this time at the facility to the detriment of my family, Mike Vrabel is all out for this. And I'm somebody who's been harsh on Mike Vrabel this season. And so I think it's absolutely a great question to ask.
0: Yep, a couple other super chats to get to here. Kane says he's tired. WTF, you think we are? Uh, do better with player selection so we don't all feel the same way every year. Let the actions show us different. Yeah, but Kane, um,
1: but Kane well, as much as you might want to believe that you are invested, you're not. Like th- th- There is a different level of, of you know, what do you think we
0: are? Uh, yeah, you come can, on, Kane.
1: Kane trying to act like you're more tired of the losing than Mike Vrabel is. That's that's a little You bit are funny.
0: absolutely fed up with it. Uh, but when you are a player or a coach in this business, it consumes your life 24 seven. It is what you, uh, eat, sleep and breathe or lack of sleep and breathe. Uh, like, so, so yeah, Mike Vrabel is a bit more worn down by this than the average fan is, but to, to your point, I mean, Yes. Mike Vrabel is also aware of the fact that actions are louder than words. In this instance, he can say losing sucks all he wants. Fans don't want to hear losing sucks. They want to watch you win. Uh, And so eventually the Titans are going to have to win and the leash on Mike Vrabel is getting tighter. The more the Titans lose, that is an absolute fact and I think a fair Stance to have this doesn't this is not supposed to satisfy you as a Titans fan to just hear Mike Vrabel say, Well, I really want to win. Every Titans fan should have the same response I'm glad you want to, Mike. Now let's do it. And uh, I do think there needs to be like a level of patience with that for like into next season, but you're absolutely not supposed to feel okay just because Mike Vrabel cares, right? a lot of coaches care. Most coaches care a lot. Uh, it's the coaches that, you know, execute (laughs) that, that keep their jobs. Um, and right now I, I would say Mike Vrabel is a guy who cares a lot, really, really wants this thing to be fixed. It hasn't worked out and hasn't been executed, but I do think it's important So why is it important that Mike Vrabel cares and shows this emotion? Because there's some narrative out there that this guy's not happy here, is checked out, wants to go elsewhere, uh, and is just ready to move on from the Titans. I don't get that at all from his response to that question, and that's why I think it matters. Uh,
1: And Roz, Roz, real quick, says Vrabel is getting paid a lot to lose, though. Like, yeah, but that's not his goal. Like, look at the guy like the guy is not happy right now and it's not because he's with the titans it's because they've lost 22 times or 21 times in their last 33 games and that sucks for him
0: yeah uh let's see we got Rashid says he's becoming Bill Belichick i i don't i've never really gotten this comparison the Vrabel to Belichick thing i i guess it comes from the fact that they don't allow they don't say much about injuries and that yeah. Vrabel played for him Uh, But like, I don't really feel like their styles are all that similar or their personalities are necessarily that similar. Um, Ryan says, let's go get my boy Harbaugh next year after Michigan beats Washington. Uh, If Jim Harbaugh is coming to the NFL, it's not going to be to the Tennessee Titans. Well, I mean, uh,
1: Ryan uh, can have both of his boys with the Titans if this happens uh, because he's a Michigan fan and a Kentucky fan. Uh, Ryan's oh, so a freaking have Jim,
0: Jim Harbaugh coaching Will Levis is uh yeah, is Ryan, a Ryan is a complete dream. fraud
1: uh because he has claimed Will Levis as a Kentucky fan this entire time and then exposed himself as a Michigan fan recently uh and now he's trying to play both sides of it. But Ryan, we see through that. You are yeah. you are a stereotype. You are a Kentucky basketball fan and front runner football fan. I don't care if your family's in Michigan. You have exposed yourself as a stereotype. The worst type of stereotype, the Kentucky basketball <laughs> fan and New York Yankees guy. Like
0: that's just, if, that's right be, if that's who you want to be,
1: if that's who you want to be, you can continue to live your life, but I'm going to hate on you for it.
0: Um MB says, uh, A to Z, it would be nice if some of the topics this week were about Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, considering it would be their last as Titans series, not sarcastic. Yeah, MB, uh, that's coming later this week. Probably Friday show, Austin, going to be dedicated to the final game of the regular season, and potentially the final game of Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. We'll give Ryan Tannehill a little shine in there too. If Ryan Tannehill does start in week 18, uh, it will likely be his last start with the Titans as well. So this is coming. We are going to figure out some good questions and ways to reminisce about the Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry era um, that has existed here since Derrick Henry got here. Um, and that will be later this week. And then Andre with a super chat says, can y'all ask Vrabel if he regrets bad coaching hires, poor roster choices, being too stubborn and blaming players. Remember fans want to know, uh, do fans want to know this?
1: That's next week.
0: Yeah. I mean, this comes at the end of the season. Usually, uh, the roster choices, uh, Vrabel has been asked about roster choices multiple times and has said that he's not giving a report card in the middle of the season. So uh, roster choices, coaching hires are things that the head coach will be asked about and reflect on on Monday, which will be his end of season press conference, probably Monday, maybe Tuesday. Um, uh, Being too stubborn is something he's been asked about a number of times throughout the last few weeks. If you go back and, and listen to the Press conferences about their play calling, and uh, never once has Mike Vrabel blamed players. So I'm not sure where that one comes from. But uh, I mean, one of them has been asked, two of them are coming soon, and then one of them I think is a bit uh, your own narrative in your head, Andre. Uh,
1: last shot, I'll take it, Ryan, for today. Uh, he says, "And we'll still beat Tennessee." Well, Jason Pierre-Paul can count on one hand how many times Kentucky's beaten Tennessee in football in uh, Ryan's lifetime. So. Uh, you can take that where you like it. All right. So one thing, Sam, we completely forgot about is the title of the show today. We got a, we, we went a lot longer on the fair or foul conversation. I think you and I expected to go. Yeah. And that's the fact that Will Levis and whether you want to start Will Levis or sit Will Levis and Mike Vrabel dropping the f bomb about uh, you know playing and to win the game and how important it is. I I think there's a chance that Will Levis plays on Sunday. Like if Mike Vrabel is that adamant about winning and losing sucks and he can't sleep, he wants to go out there and, and and win on Sunday and Will Levis is his best chance to do it.
0: Uh, Yeah. It's uh you know, if he's healthy and he gives the team the best chance to win, he's going to be out there. The Titans want to win the game. Mike Vrabel wants to win the game. Will Levis wants to win the game. Will Levis wants to play in the game. Uh, And I think, That level of caring, like just caring to that level about winning this last game shows you that they're not pulling any punches for this one. They are going to go and field their best team and try and upset the Jacksonville Jaguars at Nissan Stadium. So if Will Levis is healthy, he will play. I'm very, very interested in seeing what practice looks like. I, I feel like I've had a pretty good radar for, like, what practice was going to look like going into it over the last yeah. two weeks. Right after yeah. the high ankle sprain, I was like, all right, Will Levis not going to practice today. He didn't. Last week, I was like, we'll probably see him out there today, and I was a little surprised with how good he looked, but I was not surprised to we saw him out there. I have no clue whether or not Will Levis is going to practice today or not.
1: Because you did – well, I guess it was a road game. There was no Will Levis press conference.
0: There was no Will Levis. Levis press conference. No.
1: There was a Ryan Tannehill by his locker uh availability and no press conference from from and when he got hurt, I guess at the end of the first Texans game, he did have a press conference, but that was because he got hurt on the Titans' last offensive snap. Right. Yeah. This was he was out. From Tannehill played
0: the majority of the game, and so he had the quarterback availability. Exactly.
1: Um, so that that is something to you know, we have nothing to judge it on. So, Sam, let's go ahead and flip over to this topic about what it would mean to beat the Jags and how it wouldn't cost the Titans as much as we might think. But first, tell everybody about our great friends at the Bone & Joint Institute.
0: The Bona Joint Institute, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Don't fumble on your recovery uh, because whenever you get hurt in life, you have to go to someone you can trust. And you can trust our friends at the Bona Joint Institute located out in Franklin. They have a state-of-the-art rehab facility to assist in your recovery with everything all under one roof. Uh, That's rehab imaging, surgery, testing. It's all in one spot. So you're not driving all over Middle Tennessee to go to your different appointments and point A to point B. You just go see them for the one-stop shop out in Franklin and get good, reliable care for you. Uh, So schedule your appointment with them. It's boneandjointtn.org. And with BetMGM, go
1: big. With BetMGM, don't go home if you miss because you can always win big with our bonus code ATOZ Sports. when you sign up with a BetMGM app. And that is a first bet offer that can't get beat because you get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. But we got to sign up with our code ATOZ Sports. when uh, you download the BetMGM app. Do it. It's a great time of year to do it. Playoffs, basketball, college hoops, Sam and I were having a little college hoop chat before we went live this morning. uh, Here, college hoops is where I win big when it comes to BetMGM this time of year, so getting jacked up for that. So go big with the first bet offer with code ATOZ Sports up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets. Win that first. Bet misses. Visit the for terms and conditions. 21 or older. Tennessee, only new customer offer. All promotions or subject qualification. Other requirements. First, online real money. which your only rewards You should not be with bonus bets. Bonus bets is probably some days. And for problem, games, a support. Call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So, Mike Vrabel wants to win. Because losing effing sucks. We know that. Um, so, it wouldn't really cost the Titans that much, Sam, if they do beat the Jags. And it would cost the Jags a lot. If the Titans beat them, like this yeah. is a interesting, very interesting NFL week 18. And it's confusing. There's a lot of variables and
0: different going
1: situations. Be,
0: yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun, a ton of fun because there are a handful of teams that are in the mix, a handful of situations that can still play out. One of the most fun situations I think in this entire thing is that uh, if the Steelers beat the Ravens on Saturday, now that would be an upset. But if it does happen, but that what's Baltimore, Baltimore playing for? True, Baltimore's got I mean, one seed locked up. Fair enough. One I mean, seed locked up. If the Steelers beat Baltimore, number one, this Titans Jaguars game is then for the Jags playoff spot. Like the Jags are, we, they they're the. AFC South champions with a win and they're out of the playoffs with the loss. Another team that's playing for a division or out of the playoffs in that case is Buffalo. Buffalo can win the AFC East with a win over Miami and a loss would then knock them out completely. And the Steelers would get in. So
1: Steelers winning is what has to happen for true chaos. It's,
0: it's real chaos because then you have Jags are, winning in bills are winning in both of those teams are lose and you're out uh you've got then the colts texans is winners in and loser is out and regardless it's, it's all kinds of chaos if that happens if the steelers beat the ravens and if the ravens win then there's a whole nother level of scenarios that play out and that's just the afc then you've got the nfc who's got a the Vikings situation, the Packers are going to Chicago to play the Bears and they're in with a win, but a loss and the Bears could play spoiler and the Seahawks need a couple things to go their way and they can backdoor their way into the playoffs. And then you've got the NFC South, which is, it's simple enough because if the Bucks beat the Panthers, the Bucks win the NFC South, but if the Bucks lose to the Panthers, then the Saints can beat the Falcons and win the NFC South. But if the Falcons beat the Saints, then all three teams are eight and nine. It's a three-way tie and Arthur Smith and the Falcons are going to the playoffs as NFC South champions, but the Saints can still get in as a wild card. It's chaos. <laughs> it, it It is so much fun. And the reason we say this is not going to cost the Titans as much as you might think is because of the current draft order, Austin and Really, I mean, uh, we can put it up right now, but the Titans are currently scheduled to pick 7th. And as you see, Atlanta and Chicago, both with 7 wins, which means the absolute worst that the Tennessee Titans could pick is 8th overall, and that would be in a situation where they win against the Jags and the New York Jets find a way to lose to the New England Patriots. There is a chance probably a a more than a pretty good chance because the Patriots are still on that like number two pick conversation that the Jets will beat the Patriots in that game. And then a win over the Jags will not affect the Titans draft position at all. So I guess the question is then, well you're not necessarily dropping any spots, but what does it cost you in terms of moving up? If you win instead of lose, Mm -hmm. could you jump some of these teams But that also feels like not a guarantee. You see the strength of schedule over there on the right. That's the tiebreaker for teams that have the same record. The highest strength of schedule gets the worst pick possible. The Titans currently with a, a higher strength of schedule than both the Chargers and the Giants. So those games real quick, Austin. The Chargers are playing Kansas City and the Giants are playing the Philadelphia Eagles. If both of those teams were to lose their games to the Chiefs and Eagles, a Titans loss to the Jaguars may not even move them up any spots. And uh, I
1: well, let's pause for a second because the Philadelphia Eagles are not in control of their situation. And Nick Sirianni was asked—I guess it was yesterday if they would consider not playing some of their guys because they would be locked into the fifth spot because the Cowboys are playing Washington.
0: They need to win in Philly though. Yeah, but here's
1: the thing. But if they're they're if the Cowboys beat Washington, which should happen, then the Cowboys are winning the East and Philly is locked into the fifth spot. And if Philly knows that the Cowboys are playing the second worst team in the entire NFL, then there's a chance that Philly – Jalen, something's – not to get too deep in this, I, there is me, There is a mess in Philly. Well, and, I, and I don't think it's a bad idea for everybody to chill out a week and then reset and go to Tampa or to you're wherever. You're not benching
0: your guys when you still have a shot at winning the division. I'm just and saying,
1: no, there was a – so Maybe, Sirianni it, maybe said it happens
0: at halftime. That, if you look up at halftime and the Cowboys are up by three touchdowns, maybe you do it at halftime. But those games are happening at the same time. Sure. And so the Eagles are going to like, they're, they have to play their starters. One, I think they need a win. They need to correct this thing and, and, end the regular season on a win. And two, you are still playing for division. So I think they play their starters. I think it's more than likely they beat the giants. Um, so I guess real quick, looking at this, yeah. even if new England were to win a game or Washington were to win a game. I I don't know the exact math on the strength of schedule and how it could fluctuate, but it seems unlikely that the Titans could jump either one of those teams in draft order because of the strength of schedule being far enough away. Now, Arizona wins a game and the Titans lose. The Titans are going to jump Arizona. Um, and Arizona he,
1: plays Seattle. Which Arizona is plays
0: incorrect. Seattle, who's playing for a playoff spot. But the and, Cardinals just beat the Eagles. Right. So, <laughs> you know, who knows? That, that could potentially happen. Uh, but
1: And Seattle's not like a world beater. Like, they're not that great. Like, they're not. Like, the Titans no, should that, that is a winnable. No,
0: that is a winnable game for Arizona. I guess the yeah. point of this, though, Austin, is mm-hmm. with a win, the Titans are more than likely – Still gonna pick seventh. Yeah. With a loss, I think they're more than likely still gonna pick seventh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and so that is what comes down to like this conversation of if it maybe it would cost them the six spot versus the seven spot, but we are not talking about a massive dip in draft order from like five to ten or five to nine or something like that when you talk about this last game. Um, I will have, I will do the math on behalf of all Titans fans, and I will have an article come out of the best case scenario for the Titans in the draft, how the strength of schedule can line up to potentially boost them to the highest draft pick possible. I will have that laid out today, Today, right? Like in an hour, it can be today. I've got a lot of things on my mind. I've got a lot surprising for a five and 11 team in week 18. I've got like a long list of stuff. I want to write. This is Uh, like, this is the
1: most dramatic a five win team could possibly be going into the last game of the season,
0: but that will be coming at some point today. I will say that we will have uh, an article out on a to Z sports.com with the full math of everything that could happen. That would give the Titans the best draft pick possible. Um, and then you know what you need to root for, but let's be real about it as well. And know that if you've got like a scenario where if like, if all eight of these things happen, the Titans jump somebody in the draft order, it's probably not going to go that way. So,
1: all right. So I do want to get to a couple comments here um, that I just saw about this. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more before we get to trivia and, you know, i got a new A to Z person in here asking a question, a quality question. So we'll get to that too. In a second, but first, Krebs Kubota is where you should turn for all of your equipment needs. If you're looking for that big piece of equipment, the big power unit for the project you get, maybe you've got acres and land out there, like you know, our guy Delaney Walker, who just got a farm out in the middle Tennessee area. I won't dox Delaney too much, but out in the middle Tennessee area, he's a farmer now. Uh, but Krebs Kubota is a great place to go for whatever equipment that you need, or maybe you live. Uh, in a neighborhood like me, and I need a new trimmer. Moved into this house uh, right after Thanksgiving. I know I've got a little bit bigger yard. I'm going to have to have a new trimmer. Uh, Krebs Kubota is where I'm going to go for that once the weather starts to turn the corner towards spring. Krebskubota.com is their website. They have three locations, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro, for your convenience across Middle Tennessee. And they've been doing this for 18 plus years. They've grown. Family-owned and operated company in the equipment business has grown from one store in Columbia to now three, adding Franklin and Murfreesboro over the years. They also have a great relationship with Kubota, which is an elite brand. And Krebs Kubota is an elite Kubota dealer, which means they have the best equipment on top of the best warranties, which is the best case scenario for you, the customer, with all of uh their uh perks right there. Krebskubota.com
0: Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up. And you can get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Whatever your first wager amount is on your first bet, if it loses, no problem. That money goes back into your account for a second chance to win big. It's the best way to do sports betting when the risk is limited and you can get two shots at hitting it big. You can do it with BetMGM using the bonus code ATOZSPORTS.
1: All right, so Sam, uh, you're going to get your – uh, your calculator out uh, and work on some strength to schedule math and find the best case scenario for the Titans. And Michael says, let me guess, Sam's article will indicate a win by the Titans will not change their draft order for the better. Right. And I, I, I if the Titans beat the Jags, they can only drop back to eight, but if the Titans, I feel beat like this is Jags, a
0: sarcastic comment from Michael. No, I know.
1: I know. But I, I want to like if the Titans beat the Jags, can they move ahead of seven? No.
0: I guess Um. Yeah. I get yes. Hypothetically, they could how the Chargers also win and the Chargers strength of schedule gets uh better than the Titans. So it, it po- would
1: probably involve. I'm just kind of talking out of my ass right real quick. It would probably involve a ridiculous tie situation with the Texans and the Colts.
0: No, because that'll balance itself out because a. One of the Titans and Colts are going to win. One of the Titans and Colts are or Texans, Texans. and Colts actually the Titans Wait, their, with a win, the Titans strength of schedule goes down substantially because the Jags are losing. And that's so, what I'm saying. But
1: if the Colts and Texans tie, does that not make it even
0: better? It would be the exact same. Okay. A, a tie for the Texans and a tie for the Colts keeps the win percentage dead even a win for the Texans and a loss for the Colts is also a dead even win percentage. So that, that game would not matter. It would come down to the opponents. The Titans have played that the chargers have not that are out of division. Um, But there is a world that they could win a game and pick sixth. So that's possible. It would,
1: Yeah. Okay. So, but you'll have it in your article.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'll have everything. There you go.
1: There you go, Michael. He'll have it in there. Um, so Jay he was, he R- was
0: kidding though. No, he was
1: kidding though. No, yeah, uh, uh Joey says six or seven could be the difference between a left tackle and a wide receiver, and I think this yeah. is a conversation that we will have. Um yeah. six or seven, or also seven or eight, could be the difference in one of the top two tackles and Malik Neighbors. Um, which you know, is that a bad scenario? You're still going to fill a desperate need. Now you nobody's gonna, I don't think anybody should argue that wide receiver is a bigger, desperate need than the offensive line. I think we know that. Uh, But yeah, it could be the difference in that because I think uh, Latham out of Alabama, who is the third offensive lineman in this draft, there's a drop off after the first two. And so
0: you'd well, probably what we know about Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon from the past to just even last ice. year, huh? Roll the dice. Well, no, what we know about them from the draft is that they're sticking to their board, that they are uh, board oriented guys, that they are not going to look at their draft board and say, man, we really need a tackle. So let's go get that third tackle at number seven. If they feel like they're in a spot to draft the wide receiver two or one A, one B wide receiver, one of those top guys, They, they place value on players, put them in value buckets, and they assign the value buckets and they don't really draft off of Need necessarily so. I, I mean, if you are talking about being at six when Joe Alt is available and being at seven when Joe Alt is not available, and you would have to go down to take, you know, Malik uh, Neighbors, J.C. Latham, like you said, to take a tackle, yeah. Then maybe they do opt for Malik Neighbors or insert wide receiver here instead of going down the board to grab the third O lineman at seven it's a real possibility. It's a conversation that we will have in the off season. And so uh, Brandon comes in with a super chat here. It says he's new to A to Z and wants to know, will we be active in the off season? Will we cover the draft live? He loves the show and always liking and happy to support small business owners. We appreciate you, Brandon, and we will be active in the off season. We don't sleep. We don't take an off season here at A to Z sports. We uh, are on the morning show all throughout the off season talking As I mentioned, pivoting to maybe some more hopeful topics. Black Monday's coming. We'll find out if the Titans are making any coaching changes, even to their assistant coaching staff. We'll talk about them. We'll preview potential replacements. We'll start looking at draft position and draft scenarios. We'll look at free agency. I'm going to be covering the Senior Bowl. We're going to have live draft shows and live draft coverage. We'll probably have some combine coverage in there. Whatever it is, rookie minicamp, press conferences, we're going to have it all. Live yep. shows, articles, you name it. It's happening here throughout yeah, the season, so even too.
1: So Brandon, uh, def- for everybody like Brandon who's new and found us, because it happens every year. New people find us in the season, and we hope that you guys follow us in the off season. We understand that the season is where more of the general fan is tuned in and they tune out on, uh, in the off season. But we do this year-round. This is why Zach and I, who own A to Z, if you're new as well, Austin and Zach is where A to Z started. And, uh, and this is our livelihood, right? This is what Zach and I are pouring our, our entire beings into to grow this across Nashville, across the state, Titans coverage, Vols coverage, and then what we're doing on our website where we cover all 32 NFL teams, what we've built in Dallas, what we're building in Philadelphia and beyond. And so, yeah, it, the, why we decided the NFL is where we want to grow our business, one, because we're passionate. We're passionate about football and we love the NFL. And two is because I don't don't know who said it, but I heard it. I never forgot it. The NFL is a business disguised as a sport. And so because the NFL, go check the calendar. There is an event run by the NFL and NFL teams. Oh yeah. Thank you, Chill Mode. And don't forget A to Z Film Room. Go watch A to Z Sports Film Room. This is huge for the offseason as well.
0: James has A to Z Sports Film Room breaking down like every draft prospect that you might be curious about. You're like, Oh, I've heard about this Malik neighbors guy, but I've never really watched college football. I don't really know who he is, or I'm hearing the Titans might take this JC Latham dude. Is he any good? James has all the tape that you need breaking it down. And so that'll be a big thing as well during the off season. Um, And like you said, the NFL doesn't really sleep. There are maybe two pockets of the year that limited things happen, and it's the pocket where right after the regular season, if you're not in the playoffs, sometimes things don't always happen there because free agency isn't open. But sometimes the coaching carousel is alive oh, and yeah. well during that period as well. No, you, and you know then, what it is?
1: It's literally the four weeks uh, surrounding bracketing it, it, the Fourth of July. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> well, it. it it is legitimately the end of June and most of July where NFL players are not allowed to be in the team facility at all. And there is limited things around the league that are going on. That is a period of time that NFL media can slow down a little bit. We like to do a lot of our preseason coverage then. And uh, sometimes you get a DeAndre Hopkins signing and, and stuff like that to talk about during that period, if you are lucky. But for the most part, this league doesn't sleep and neither do we.
1: Yep. Uh, so Kendrick asked a great question. Where do we access Film Room? Well, uh, Kendrick is watching on uh, YouTube uh, or he's on oh, Facebook. He's watching so, on Facebook. Yeah, he's watching <laughs> on Facebook. So there is a YouTube, A to Z Sports Film Room. But I'm also going to drop, if you don't want to go to YouTube, I'm, I'll drop the Film Room uh, website link. It's just a to Z Sports.com slash film room. And there it is for everybody right there. Uh, so shout out to Kendrick for that. Anyway, but yeah, it, that's that is what uh, A to Z is all about. It's trying to have constant conversations about your favorite team. And we're, I'm, I'm so jacked up. We haven't even had a chance to even talk to you guys about the plans that we have for the off season. Sam mentioned it. We've talked a couple of times. Sam is going to the senior bowl um, at the end of January, early uh, February. We're sending five people to the senior bowl as a whole, including James Foster from film room and several of our other staff writers. So we're going to be, you know, staffed up and, Loaded down there in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl, bringing you guys great coverage that we haven't had a chance to do before on top of everything else that we're going to do, live draft shows, free agency reaction, everything. So, Brandon, thank you for the super chat to bring this up because uh I love talking about um, the ideas that we have um uh, throughout, throughout the entire offseason because that's what makes, in my opinion, I love the offseason almost more than I do the, the regular season because of the difference – of nobody knows what to expect and anything is on the table. So with that, you ready to head to trivia or is it, we're uh, a little late. In our yeah, time we are a little
0: late. Uh, That's okay. My last, I, I did have a comment in there, but I think, you oh, I think I, now. I
1: think I erased it.
0: That's my yeah, fault. Yeah, you did. Well, not Well, the comment said, Sam, if both tackles are gone, are they going to take a wide receiver Um, early prediction? Right
1: now you don't have to, it's June, it's January 3rd. You don't have to answer All that right, question. All right. right I'll,
0: yeah, fine. Fine. I'll <laughs> leave it then. I'll, I'll tease it then, and we'll talk about it in the off season. There you go. the but, the, the draft yeah. is April twenty fifth. We we we've got so much time. A lot of subject to change. I was just giving my my okay. gut reaction. Yeah. Your there.
1: January third opinion is not any different than your January fourth or fifth
0: opinion. That is true. All right.
1: All right. Well, all right. Let's do trivia. Also, shout out to Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go uh, for your new car buying process. I also forgot to mention this, too. Uh, since Brandon's new here, 40% all off of our merch uh, for Brandon. So 40% off all of our merch at uh for everybody. Uh, not just Brandon, but for everybody there. All right, Sam, are you ready for trivia? I'll let you go ahead and get your uh, get your board up there. Let's do it. All right, trivia time here. Um, on the show, uh, we've got our grid of nine topics. I will piss, uh, pick the first topic and then I'll scan the chat to find the second topic. So if you're in the chat, uh, let us know, um, what the second topic needs to be. I'm going to go with grocery products because I did grocery shopping yesterday.
0: Typically in orange bags, this brand of Hawaiian sweet bread rolls was founded in 1950 and has a crown as part of its logo under its name in orange letters. I know this. These are fire. These are fuego. Wait.
1: Aren't they just Hawaiian
0: rolls? No. And chat's all over it already. These are. I don't even
1: know. Wait, hold on a second
0: don't look at I get chat. these old don't, don't you look at chat i'm not looking at the chat
1: i, I the no, chat I, is I, so... I, see, I see
0: looking at the chat i know
1: i the chat stopped <laughs> scrolling on me and so i can't see the new answers. i know danny has music next but i don't what is the i don't know the brand of this i just thought it was hawaiian rolls i thought that was the brand
0: think about the logo
1: crown king is it king hawaiian
0: Kings Hawaiian, Kings Hawaiian. Uh, oh, yeah, wow. everybody in the chat was all over. Let's see who was uh first with the response. It was Orlando on Kings Hawaiian as the uh, first answer. And these are everybody knows there's a reason that everybody knows what brand it is. They're fine. I didn't,
1: I didn't look, uh, Jake, uh, who has been what? known to cheat at some are, uh, saying, some are
0: saying you looked.
1: I didn't look, I you just said <sighs> the crown. I was like, oh, Kings,
0: yeah, but that makes sense. Here,
1: so. Side note, what's your go-to in between the Hawaiian? Like, how do, what's your go-to way for the Hawaiian roll?
0: Uh, ground beef with onion and Colby Jack cheese on a spread. And then you bake it in the oven and you make it for sliders, as Danny says. So you take the top. Off, uh, you take the top off the uh, the the bread, split it in half, and now it's open. You cook some ground beef, mix it in with onion, spread it across the bottom, put Colby Jack cheese on the top, put the top back on, put it in a pan, put it in the oven, let it toast, let that cheese melt. You've got some absolutely fire burger sliders. And, uh, yeah, take that to the bank. You wouldn't know anything about that, Austin.
1: Yeah, I, I haven't had beef in over the, seven and curator years. Curator is right.
0: You could just straight yeah, up smack these alone. And and that's that what the
1: Dylan says. I just put butter on them. <laughs> 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 my, uh, my go-to is the uh, jalapeno pimento cheese is my go-to. I love pimento cheese. Ha- love. Pimento
0: cheese in between these Hawaiian rolls? That sounds yeah. like... Something that here's my problem with it. It, They're so good that and like sliders are just the dangerous treat in general. That I could make an entire thing of sliders like that, and then I could eat it in one sitting. And then I
1: usually usually go through a tub of if I'm not careful, the whole tub of pimento cheese with a twelve pack of Hawaiian rolls. (laughs) They go those
0: things. That's just they go
1: exactly together. Like it's the same. Like the amount of pimento cheese that you need for the twelve pack of Hawaiian rolls is the same.
0: Yeah, and honestly, uh,
1: Scott Scott says the impossible meat. Honestly, that's not a bad idea. Maybe I've got a new uh, a new idea.
0: <laughs> okay. Austin eats like my granddad. <laughs> I,
1: well, granddad's eating good. Granddad's probably going to grow old and healthy. Yeah,
0: All right, so go. uh,
1: Danny's got our second um, our second topic with music.
0: Music, Uh, you need to give it up, had about enough, it's not hard to see. Our lyrics from what 1998 hit song that was a special duet from singers Monica and Brandy? Uh, I don't have a clue. Oh, gosh. You need to give it up, had about enough, it's not hard to see. I mean, what? so what duet is this, Monica and Brandy? Is that their names?
1: uh, Well, the boy is mine, is the... I don't know the song.
0: No, that's, I think that's the boy what is the mine. song is. We're looking for the, yeah, Earth, Wind, and Fire is what Lou Man says. So is that the band?
1: Wait, what are we looking for?
0: I don't, the the, we're looking for the song or title. We're looking for title. the song title.
1: Boy is mine. The boy is mine.
0: Yeah. Who, who's, is this a band? Or is this no, the boy? Is people? mine? Is the song title? I know. I'm aware. I'm asking who Monica and Brandy are. I I don't know who they are, and I'm curious. They're singers. Both of them. They're not a band. They're just like separate individual singers.
1: Brandy, yes.
0: Monica. I've heard Monica. of Brandy. I've never heard of somebody just two called soloist. Monica. All
1: right. So we got that correct. That was a disaster. Right, okay. I've never heard uh, of let's Monica to, before. Let's go to before. books. <clears throat> Let's go to books.
0: Books. Philip Seymour Hoffman won an Oscar for his portrayal of this American author known for books such as In Cold Blood and Breakfast at Tiffany's. I do know this one. Um, <laughs> it's a good one.
1: <laughs> we're, just, we're getting roasted for not being I mean, Monica. I, I, I don't mean, know. My, no yeah, yeah, Orlando
0: says Monica. that's why it's called a duet, which is fair. I've just I've never heard of Monica, and I'm shocked that somebody's name is literally just mm-hmm. Monica. I've heard of Brandy. I feel like that's an easy one but I've met ne- like is Monica supposed to be well known? And Jeff it with Truman Capote. Yeah, this is uh the uh, movie is Capote Truman Capote is of course yeah. the author. Um Man,
1: Philip Seymour Hoffman, RIP.
0: Yeah, so good. Great so good. actor. Fantastic mm-hmm. actor. Um And yeah, I, I'm showing I'm showing my age here by not knowing Monica but
1: well, yeah. I mean, joking.
0: it's to be fair
1: for your time. All right. So let's go to movies. A lot of uh, similar right, movies conversations here.
0: With a 22% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, what former SNL actor and friend of Adam Sandler had the lead role in the 2003 film, Dickie Roberts, former child star. Do you know it? Oh man. This is a good one. He's uh he's a good it's one. It's gotta be.
1: Is it not David Spade?
0: It is David Spade as Matt is uh Matt is in on it early.
1: I uh I don't know if I've seen this one, I'll be honest.
0: We got some Andy Sambergs in the chat. We've that got
1: pre-Sandberg.
0: Yeah, this is pre-Sandberg. This is uh David Spade. Yeah. I've never seen it. I have just yeah. uh I've three, two Two thousand three movie is- poster one or two times.
1: But 2003 is when Adam Sandler like it was the transition between, like the the Happy Madison Productions good golden years of Adam Sandler into like the dude you're hanging on to your 20s too much, and and yeah he he had a
0: bit of a he had a lull where he did like bedtime stories and stuff like that and it was like this movie kind of I feel
1: like Adam Sandler's come back and has been better as of late. But still. No,
0: but Adam Sandler's awesome now. Yeah, he's, he's made some movie. fantastic movies recently.
1: All right. So uh, let's go with um, the NBA.
0: NBA. Before becoming an all star in Houston or in Utah, Carlos Boozer spent the first two seasons of his NBA career with what Eastern Conference team from 02 to 04? I do uh, know this. Carlos Boozer. Carlos Boozer. Former Chicago Bull.
1: The Bulls are not the answer.
0: Correct. He was a Bull in like 2011. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was thinking. Did he start in Cleveland or did he he go to Miami?
0: Uh, He did not go to Miami. Is it Cleveland? It is uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I see some Bulls, Bulls, Cleveland, Bulls, Jazz, Bulls, Miami, and then Jared, has Cleveland first. Matt has Cleveland first. Yeah, A lot of was, Cleveland came in. Yeah. He was on the uh he was on LeBron's rookie team. He played with really? LeBron. Um LeBron's rookie year. So that was 03, And that was where Carlos Boozer started his career. All right. All right. Celebrity mashup.
1: Oh my God. Oh, well, there's Adam Sandler. Speak of the devil. There he is. And who the heck is that? Is this three people? Yeah. This oh is three.
0: yes, Amy Adams and what two other people? I know who the other one is. Which one's I've Amy Adams? Amy Adams is the right eye.
1: Okay. Wait, the
0: our right or their the right? right? Our left. I do know who it is. Is it though. Jennifer Aniston? I believe so. This is that's Jennifer Aniston's eye on the this right. The here. The left
1: eye of the person.
0: Yeah, is the is Jennifer Aniston. I think so. I so I think this is Sandler, Amy Adams is like the right side of the face and then the left side of the face is Jennifer Aniston.
1: Yeah. I think you're right.
0: Boom. All right. Easy. Easy. That was a little yeah. that uh That was, was a little easier. easy. Than I, was... I feel like yeah, yeah we've I, we've I... had some tough ones. Those were all A-listers there, so that helps. Yeah, that's
1: true. That's Where true. Are we going? No TV.
0: All right, focusing on a team of people working in a hotel and casino. James Can, Josh Dumel, and Tom Selleck starred in this NBC dramedy from 2003 to 2008. Love all three of these actors. Have no clue. Ah. Uh,
1: Andrew says Las Vegas. Matt so says Matt. Las
0: Vegas. Yeah, that's Everybody. was it I'm Vegas not, or Las Vegas.
1: Um I've Las seen Vegas?
0: there's Vegas and Las Vegas in the chat so we need a a collective answer here which one is it?
1: I feel like they're both even
0: Well, right now. Yeah, but I'm I'm encouraging people to re comment and I, figure out um Las
1: Vegas. The show is called Vegas.
0: Hey, Andre, I I know number one. I know m- almost all actors and actresses. I I do. Fi- I don't really listen to music that frequently. Let's go Las Vegas. All right, we will. I gotta yell at Andre for a minute. I know film. I know actors. I know actresses. I watch movies. I know who these people are. Number two, Tom Selleck. Yes, an eighty star. Also in a show called Blue Bloods. Ever heard of it? It's like still on today. So I'm aware of who the man is. Uh, and yeah, it, I, I know, I, I'm not, I know film, idiot. Sam Phelan. All right. Lost. We're in celebrity mashup and I get some of these names, right? I'm not into the music Vegas? that much. I'm sorry. What I is, didn't know who Monica what is was. It? What
1: is the show Vegas or is it Las Vegas? Vegas.
0: I see both as options. So
1: <laughs> Las Vegas is what Titans. Kyle is saying. Uh, Las Vegas, Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas.
0: All right, well, I, we're going to pick one. We might have to double dip. Boom, it was Las oh, Vegas. Oh all goodness. Right. All right. Let's do well,
1: uh let's do NFL now and then college football last.
0: NFL now, college football yeah. last. NFL. Yeah. Kenny Britt, Kendall Wright, Michael Griffin and Chance <laughs> Warmack are first-round draft picks by what AFC team since 2000. Do you know this one, Austin?
1: Oh, uh, yes.
0: Wow, this is a tough one. Let's see who in the chat gets it first. Let's see who in the chat gets it first.
1: Uh, how many combined Pro Bowls is made by those first round picks?
0: Oh, uh, and Debra's got oh no, Roger and Deborah. There's a lot of people that ended up coming. Man. Patrick had Tennessee Titans. Yep. Uh that's your Titans. Ugh. College football. On January 3rd, 2007, this future top pick LSU QB threw for over 300 yards and a 41-14 blowout win over Brady Quinn and Notre Dame in the Sugar Bowl. Um, I do know this. I mean, I feel like this is easy, though. Jamarcus and Russell. Nick is on it. Orlando is on it. Matt is on it. Dre is on it. It Man. is. Jamarcus Russell.
1: Happy anniversary, Jamarcus Russell. Legend. Yeah, January 3rd in 07. What's Jamarcus Russell
0: doing today? He's probably coaching high school football somewhere.
1: I don't know, man. That that guy had issues. Uh Danny said the biggest bust ever, some other biggest bust ever. I think it's a great conversation to have between. I mean,
0: who the biggest Jamar- bust is ever? Ryan. Lynch. I think
1: Jamar I think I think Isaiah Wilson is the worst draft pick in NFL history, but Jamarcus Russell got I, paid a
0: lot of money. Uh, that's for different time. I I, th- I think that's a little bit of uh no because th- Isaiah Wilson
1: experience. Isaiah Wilson literally he's a what he's a back end
0: first rounder though.
1: Yeah, but he played 3 snaps and There's two of the
0: back end first rounders in in history that like not that hardly bad. Ever nobody played has NFL. played
1: less as a first round pick than Isaiah Wilson. There that's a fact. So anyway, we can uh do I that mean, like, uh, another day. All right. Uh 40% off all of our merch national.com Please buy our stuff. We're trying to get rid of it. The sooner we can get rid of this stuff the sooner we can start doing our work on our new merch because our merch is in transition. So go to shopa to All the prices are sliced. So please do that for us. That would be uh, big time. So shopa to 40% off everything. Uh, so once things are gone, they're gone for good and we can get our transition to our new merch set up. So uh, there we go. All right, Sam, uh, that'll do it for us. You'll be at the facility today to see what happens with Levis and any others who make it to the practice field. Um, And see I think Brandon was going to ask a question, but I don't know. No, he was was. correcting.
0: He was correcting uh, a typo. All
1: right. All
0: right. So uh, look, I didn't mean to
1: spark up a new conversation with Jamarcus Russell versus Isaiah Wilson, but maybe that's a show we can do here coming up, Sam.
0: Yeah, maybe, Uh, maybe. Yeah.
1: Hey, like the show before you leave, Sam will be at practice today. Look out for his articles throughout the week on A to zsportscom buck rising live tonight for A to Z sports primetime. We'll catch you guys later. Appreciate it as always.